What's going on, everybody? It's UTXJG the Don, along with my co-host, Leader of the Flock. This is Enlightened Sounds, episode 21. Uh, how are we doing today, sir? Uh, I got some snow yesterday. I heard it'll about be, that. The yeah, Midwest yeah. again. Got some snow, man. And and it'll be 70 tomorrow. So, y'all love Chicago weather. Oh, boy. Midwest bipolar-ass weather. Yeah, you gotta love it indeed. Uh, well, hopefully, uh, <laughs> okay, I don't know what I'm supposed to say about this. It does a number on my health when it does that, too. It stays, stay cozy, but then, then the next day comes in the 70 again. It's, I don't even know what to say when that stuff happens. It's ridiculous, but it's nothing that I'm not surprised about, nothing that I'm unfortunately not used to. Uh, but we've been getting 90 degree weather down here. It's like shit. <laughs> it's been Whatever. it's been it's been hot as hell. <laughs> and we're dealing with that stuff, but it is what it is. Uh, sorry people. Uh, I got a little sick uh, the other week, so I was trying to recover from that. So that's why we did not do a podcast the previous week. You already know that we be busy here, but whenever we come together, we are going to get this knocked out. Uh, so shout out to everybody that uh, continues to listen to us on whatever platform that you prefer, including Spotify, Anchor, Apple Music, Google Play, and Stitcher Radio. So again, we appreciate everybody that continues to support us every single time we put out a podcast. And uh, I also would like to give a uh, huge shout out to you, Flock, for those kind words on your podcast. Uh, unfiltered facts i uh oh, okay. no, I, no, okay. yeah I, I appreciate that a lot nobody's nobody's ever said anything so nice to me no <laughs> nobody ever but uh you're right though you was you was right with what you said and it's uh it's interesting to think about like how far we've come and like how we got started and i, I think that you did a really good job at, at like detailing uh as best as you could everybody's situation so that was a really good podcast. So make sure y'all listen to that. Definitely support the homeboy flock on this solo podcast on Filter Facts. Uh, but let's get into uh, what you all came to uh, listen to us talk about. It's music. So uh, let's get right into it. Uh, now, even though it's been a couple of weeks, there still really wasn't any uh, any big releases. And, of course, um, I, again, I don't know if everybody, at least in our culture, respected this. Um, but there was supposed to be some other releases that were going to come out in the past couple of weeks. Uh, but obviously, and we are going to talk about this in a minute, uh, Nipsey Hussle passed away. So a lot of artists took the time to delay their releases for uh, whatever new music they were coming out in respect of Nipsey Hussle. Um, YG was one of the notable ones. But um, in the past couple of weeks, um, we had Juvenile and Birdman. It came out with a collaborative project called Just Another Gangster. A boozy badass came out with Badass 3.5. And then this past week, we had Anderson Pack came out with another project, which uh, I didn't even know that he had something coming out. So I, I think he just dropped it. I don't like even remember hearing anything about it. Um, but his new project called Ventura came out this past Friday. So just in case you missed that, um, that one came out as well. It was actually pretty good compared to uh, Oxnard. Um, Cause I was I was like yeah on that one, even though I thought it was gonna be super dope with Dr. Dre doing the majority of the production. Uh, but I would definitely go ahead and listen to Anderson Pack. I like Ventura a lot. Uh, so those are the notable new releases that have come out in the last couple of weeks. Other than that, it's just been some singles here and there. Nothing really uh, worthy to talk about. But uh, let's, uh, let's move into this music news. And again, this is something that not only you, but TBH also talked about on your, um, on your solo podcast. But 
um i think that originally when i wanted to talk about this i wasn't in the right mindset and i'm gonna admit it really messed me up and i didn't think that this whole situation was going to hit me as bad as it did but i think that this coupled with some other things that were going on in my life personally like i, I legit cried man i ain't even gonna lie like i i shed some tears like the day after it happened and i almost like didn't want to stream like i didn't want to do nothing um like the day after it happened because i was just like yo like this like how did this happen I, I really didn't know how to how to process it and and again like it's not like he was somebody that was super close to me but again i just think it was it was this that happened and so unexpectedly coupled with some other things that were happening like just just kind of got me but um obviously um you know we're, we're a little late on talking about this topic on the line sounds but again you talked about it tba talked about it and i definitely gave my thoughts on social media as well uh but nissy hustle passed away i remember when the news first happened um they said that he got shot and everybody was of course like expecting the worst when it happened and then we finally got the news that it passed like it was still a very surreal thing that happened like i just i just wasn't wasn't seeing anything like this like this truly happening and there was just a lot of other things that were uh that were in in the mix as to the conspiracies to what happened before anybody got the facts which you still don't have the 100 percent facts but um but it, the one of the first things that people were talking about when he initially got shot was that it was a coordinated hit because of dr sebi documentary that he said he was working on and if you're not aware of dr sebi he was a uh, a herbalist that said that um they had the cure for cancer and cure for AIDS back in the day. And then there were some other things that went on and they said that the government killed them. So that was the first conspiracy that happened. Uh, another thing that people were saying what happened was it was a, a rival gang member, which we ended up finding out that if this person actually did do it, uh, Eric Holder, which uh, they ended up finding him um, checking into a mental facility. And uh, and now one of the one of the people who actually handled the OJ case is actually defending him in this situation. So, so that, yeah, so that's 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 just here nor there, man. That, all the other stuff was crazy, but uh, but that's the situation on on like who allegedly did it because we're still not still not hundred percent because he's about to go to trial and everything for that now. But uh, the dude Eric Holder who was was actually in the same in the same clique as him, the Roman Sixties, but he was a no snitch around the neighborhood. Uh, the situation with that, what happened was apparently he went up to the Marathon store, which uh, Nipsey Hussle owns. Uh, Nipsey Hussle was up there because one of his friends actually just got out of jail when he was trying to go up to the store to get him fresh. Uh, so that was that was the story there. And then apparently Eric Holder was up there. And, uh, and Nipsey also said, you know, in a respectful way, like not in, or anything malicious, you like, like you a no snitch. What are you doing here? Like, you, you know, you ain't, you ain't really supposed to be around here. And apparently dude got mad, came back, shot him and two other people. And then, uh, and then rode around, shot him again and then, and then fled the scene. So that was the alleged story that happened with Eric Holder. That's, uh, that's where we're going right now. All the other stuff is, is at this point, super irrelevant, but in any case, it doesn't matter what happened. Uh, in my opinion, it doesn't matter who did it because the sad fact of the matter is Nipsey Hussle was gone. And I, again, it's, it's really sucks to, to think about like everything that someone did, the whole impact that a person did after they're gone. But 
you know, when this happens, this is when people take the time for all of that stuff. And when you really think back on the whole situation, like Nipsey Hussle did a lot for his community. And I know that that's another thing that a lot of people talk about, like from the hood and from those situations, when a lot of people get rich and they get famous, they dip out, they don't really come back and invest into the community. But Nipsey Hussle stayed in this community the entire time, he stayed in his community. He literally bought like the majority of the uh, the shopping center that he grew up at. Uh, he was doing everything good for the community. He not only had his store, uh, his main store for clothing. He had a, a basic needs store that was next door. Uh, he got somebody working uh, working at a um, at a food place next door um, next door to that. Like so, he was literally like in the process of, like buying the entire. Uh, the entire shopping center and turned into a store he was hiring people from the neighborhood he was hiring felons uh trying to give them jobs like he hired so many people he had a a, a stem a stem research uh community he invested in, in a lot of other things and he done all of this like i feel like he was he was not trying to glorify it or anything he was just doing all of that stuff just from the goodness of his heart and just to give back to the place that he that he came from and i don't think a lot of people realize like like how how positive that man was like forget the whole the whole he was a crip thing that's just that's just a product of his environment but like he did so many so many good things for his community that like that man was really a stand-up guy he was really a stand-up guy and and for someone to just take his life like that that's just it it really sucks it really sucks because i feel like he could have done a lot more a lot more not just for his community but for the world I and mean, he truly was a role model for a lot of other people so just to just to see all that happen man it just really sucks and again talking about it again it's just kind of bringing up all those sad memories of how i felt when he first passed away but um but i'm kind of i kind of over it now but it still just sucks just to just to know that he's gone like forget the music um because i i will admit like i wasn't the biggest nipsey hustle fan but there were definitely some projects that i liked and were definitely some songs that i like from nipsey hustle um and like just I, I really don't even think about his his rapping at this point i just think about everything else that he was doing in the background and then on top of that like uh now you had to leave lauren london in that state and leave his son in that state like it was just it was just a really really sad situation and it's i, I feel like a lot of people are are taking this a lot harder as well just because like we haven't had anybody who's had such a big impact in nipsey and nipsey had in a long time um, and just have them taken away like that. It really just it really just hit people a lot harder than uh than, than I think that we all we all thought was gonna happen. Um but I've been I've been talking for a while. I don't know if you you have any other thoughts um that you didn't say on your on your solo podcast already, Flock. Yeah, with 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 Nip it was I think with him a lot of people just um uh, looked at it like with him it was bigger than the music. You know, other artists passed away, and pretty much all you really remember them by was their music. I think with him, you 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 just remember him for being a good dude. Like you've never heard anybody like say shit bad about him. Like everybody that's in, in interacted with him was always even like when he was young. When he first came out. I remember when he first came out. It's like maybe like what two thousand nine or something like that. And I remember him talking. I just I remember when I seen him, I was like, man, he looked like a young Snoop. You know what I'm saying? Like he just reminded me of a young Snoop Dogg just listening to him talk. 
and even back then he was talking about you know doing this and you know investing in this and stuff like that and dude was like so you're not you're not about to blow your blow your back blow your money on uh you know on no jewelry stuff like that he's like no nah, i'm not doing it on no car that's gonna depreciate as soon as i drive it off the lot you know what i mean i'm i'm doing it in this this and the third so for him it was always bigger than music and we all know that one of the most uh most fragile things in the world is a male ego so we you know when somebody feels the, the ego got you know attacked the ego got got damaged and bruised for that dude to do what he did because of that even though if you're from the street then you know the code of the street and if that's what, what ha- actually happened you can't do nothing but honor that and be like you know what all right let me go ahead and step off especially if he didn't do it like you know he didn't put hands on you or nothing like that you know a disagreement is a disagreement you know so i just i just, I'll, i just try to remember i know people you know try to throw the, the tupac comparisons and stuff like that and i remember a quote that tupac did in the interview when he was like you know talking to people saying oh well tupac talked about changing and doing all this other stuff nipsey actually did it and you know i just remember tupac saying um you know i may not be the person that changed the world but i guarantee you i'm gonna be the you know the person that's you know that i'm gonna be the spark of that person you know that does it that that, that does it or, or attempts to do it so i feel like you know he was right in that in that in that sense you know this was something he was saying back in like 1994 so you know, I, I I do feel like you know it. There, I can't see the comparisons, and you know that was kind of you know that was that's a bad way to go out, especially for somebody who you know who, who appeared to do nothing, tried to do nothing but good in this community because he could have easily uh you know got rich and, and got up out of there and not cared and not look back, so which a lot of people do. So yeah, that's a tough one, yo. It, it, it definitely it definitely stung a little differently than 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 other other rappers do because of just 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 a person not not even from the music but from the person i've always been a fan of his music but i was more of a fan of the the individual you know in this sense the the longer the longer he you know progressed and watching him watch him you know grow as a person and doing the different things that he did that that shit is inspiring man so you know hopefully somebody somebody else will you know take the you know take the baton from him and 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 and, and strive to do some something better too that's all I got for that. Yeah, that's what I'm really hoping to happen. I I know there's like one one thing that I will never forget that he did, and I didn't think that people were really going to catch on, but I was I was sadly mistaken. I remember when Crenshaw came out and he sold the physical copy for a hundred dollars. I was like, yo, like nobody's going to buy that. That's what I was thinking initially, but people did, and people were so inspired, including like Jay Z. Jay Z bought like five copies um initially and like he sold all of them out he had like a thousand physical copies and then a little bit later he ended up putting it out on the on you know digital but um just little things like that like he he was ahead of his time i believe he was definitely ahead of his time with like with like marketing strategies and and really like getting the people that really really mess with him to buy his stuff he owned all his music too yeah and that's the most important thing he owned all of his music all of it so um, his streams went up like 700% um, after he passed away and that money's all going to his camp that's going to his family so we're not having those situations that we talked about before like the De La Soul situation uh, most recently that we discussed and that's, that's great man that's great he owned everything that you know that he that he touched or that he uh, that he invested in the right things um, and, and like you mentioned he was talking about that you know when he first came out he was not talking about getting changed because I remember like uh, I saw 
a snippet of a of an interview when he first came out and he was that's exactly what he was talking about he was like you know you ain't trying to get no change now you're like no nah, i'm thinking about investing and he was like you like say that again he's like you and you investing mm-hmm. like he, it seemed like even the interview was a little bit caught <laughs> yeah, up like he was speaking yeah he was speaking like he was speaking portuguese or something like he just didn't understand it because that's the first thing most people do mm-hmm. the first thing they say they're gonna do is oh, i'm gonna buy my mama a house which ha- hardly they hardly ever do, and they, they blow their money on on dumb shit. So mm-hmm. he didn't do that. Yeah. So that man, he was truly one of his kind. And like you said, I hope that someone does pick up the baton and uh, and, and do good things for uh, for their community. Like I said, it's it's I really feel like it shouldn't be a situation where like where you're forced to or feel like you're obligated to. If you're truly like that, if, if that's the kind of person that you are. And if you really care about your community like that and you see how they are and you want to do better than do that, I don't want people doing it just because they feel like they have to. But uh, but again, Dipsy was one of a kind and, and I think it's going to be a while before we really get, you know, someone else that's, that's truly, uh, truly positive like him. So like I said we lost. We definitely lost a good one in the rap game man, and it just it really sucks. It really sucks. But yeah, man, get the people they flowers when they can smell them, man. Don't wait till they go on, to, you know, to celebrate them. Yeah. I feel like I feel, definitely felt like he should have been celebrated more before beforehand, you know. So yeah, but I will say this: um, when Victory Lab came out, I think that as far as like yeah, as far as music is concerned, I think that that was definitely a feat for him. It was definitely mm-hmm. a feat for him to get nominated for a Grammy, and so like people definitely recognize that he did a really good job as music. His music is. I think the good. three of us all had that in our top ten as well. Me, you, and Steve. I didn't. I didn't. Not oh, for that didn't? one. But no. No, I definitely did. Yeah, I know. I know y'all too did. I know y'all too did. But I definitely recognize it. It's definitely a good album. I just have it in my top ten. Uh, but R.P. Nipsey Hustle, man, and um, we'll we'll see what what happens in the in the rap game after this. Because uh, a lot of people are definitely recognizing what happened. Um, we have a lot of rappers um, get their condolences and, and talk about all the good things that he did. Uh, rappers, athletes. Uh, we had uh, had Russell Westbrook. Do a 2020 for rolling the 60s. He said that was for Nip. Uh, James Harden acknowledged him. It was a lot of people that acknowledged um, acknowledged everything he did and everything he was um, working on in the background. So, um, so like I said, it definitely definitely hit a lot different uh, across the community. But hope that everybody can stay positive going forward. Uh, I know realistically it's probably not going to happen, but uh, but I hope everybody can just can just chill out and, and be positive and work with one another and and do some good, do some good for the world. Do some good for the world. Um, but uh, that being said, man, let's go ahead and move on to uh, some other music news that happened. So we have Yasin Bay, a.k.a. Most Dev. This man said he retired like a while ago, but apparently he's still making music um, under the Yasin Bay moniker. And he said that he had not only one album, but two more albums that are down the pipeline. Um, but the catch with this one is, or, or I guess he probably is going to be for like, his music going forward is they won't be getting the conventional release uh, meaning it won't be like any physical copies and it won't be any spotify uploads and uh what he's going to do for his next projects is he's going to present it to a live audience um at our basil hong kong um as his as his testing ground and the reasoning behind this uh she was saying that well uh, what the person was actually working with him uh she said that it's rooted in society's inability to focus on anything because of technology and uh, and further explaining that uh, that um, that this was going to be an unconventional type of release uh, for these next two projects. 
Um, I don't know if you've really been keeping up with Mo's Death slash Yasin Bay, but I know the last thing that I heard from him, that wasn't like Mo's Death at all. That was like totally on some like super experimental stuff. It's like he's a totally different person with this, uh, with his Yasin Bay moniker. So how do you feel about him still making music after he retired, number one? And number two, how do you feel about this unconventional release because we're so focused on technology and he just wants people to get an organic listen um, in person? Mm, I think if, you, if you're if you going to be retired, I mean, people come out of retirement every day, man. So I, if, he, if he feel like, if he feel the need, that he feel the urge to, to come back and and spit that shit then you know so be it but i think i think the disconnect most of the time you know he he you know changed his name and stuff like that i think that 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 hurt you know because that that just changed who everybody knew you know we all knew him as most dev i still call him most dev i can't i just can't fix my mouth to say yasin bay you know what i mean it's just mm-hmm. like it's, it's still most dev because the stuff i listened to he was most dev so um I haven't. I'm not gonna lie. I just anything after you know, most most death. I just have not really been checking for because it's been hella inconsistent. And then he, it just seemed like he didn't know what he wanted to do. So it was just like, all right, well, most of the time, if you don't if you don't feel like you you want to rap no more, it's gonna show in 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 the finished product of your work. So that's why I just you know I listened to a couple things and I was just like, this this ain't this ain't most death, bro. I can I can hear it, but it just don't feel the same. I just don't feel the same vibe when I listen to to anything, you know, after he changed, even after after the name changed. So I don't know. I just if you want to come back, man, just come back and, and be consistent and be be thorough with it. Don't don't half ass it. All right. I agree. I agree with Harley. You remember when Snoop Dogg did the whole Jamaican thing? Yeah. Like nobody's messing with the Snoop line and and like he quickly went back after that. Like I feel like it's it's like that times ten. With what uh with what Mo's Def is doing, and I agree, like the whole Yasin Bay stuff with that music, it just it wasn't the same at all. Like I just I I don't understand it. I understand that like you know you probably feeling different and and you want to do something else, but I'm just I just haven't been feeling it personally. Just from like me being a fan of Mo's Def, and then you just coming back with this is just like a a totally different artist just like starting over and i don't like this artist i don't like yasin bay <laughs> i like most dev so i agree like i'm not i'm not trying to listen really really listen to this stuff i'll check for it like if i can get my hands on it but if you're doing this oh i'm just gonna let people hear it live and i'm not really gonna give the whole world a chance to listen to it until like six months to a year later or or even not at all then I guess I won't be listening to it because you won't even give me a chance. Like I don't, I am I supposed to go to Hong Kong for this? Like I can't, I can't just hop on a plane and head to Hong Kong, and I might not even be invited to whatever this listening party is. So I don't, I don't know like what that's truly going to do for like anybody who was a fan of him. But uh, I guess we'll see with uh with these new projects if they ever even come to any streaming services or end up being a physical copy or or at least at least a freaking record. Like I don't even. I don't even know like what what this is going to manifest itself into, but uh, I guess we'll see on that one. We'll see on that. So uh, moving on to the next news, and we have some updates from this too. Cause like I said, it's been it's been a couple of weeks, but uh, since we last done Enlightened Sounds, Lil Nas X, uh, whether you like him or hate him, Old Town Road has been sweeping the airwaves. Uh, this is a uh, if you want to put it in a genre, it's a trap country song. 
And it's very it's very catchy. I'm not gonna lie. I, I do like the song, but when I first heard it, I just thought it was like some meme worthy type of stuff. Uh, but it got super duper popular, and it got so popular that it ended up being on the country charts. Uh, it wasn't on the rap charts. It was on the country charts on Billboard. But after it got so much attention, the Billboard took the song off of the charts because they said that it didn't have enough country elements to be classified as a country song so that leads me to believe that first of all y'all are just hating because i don't even understand what that means what what is really considered country elements does that does that mean you gotta be white does that mean you gotta you gotta wear a cowboy hat because he wore a cowboy hat um what else what else do you want on there i don't i don't know what else they were they were wanting for it to be considered a country song um but that ended up getting removed and obviously there were some people that were upset joe budden and ski mask slump god um issued their uh their disappointment with the billboard but since then Lil Nas enlisted the help of billy ray cyrus um who is uh who is molly cyrus's uh father um he hopped on the remix to this song and right after that happened it got right back on the billboard charts and it actually ended up getting to number one uh, so that's like a big, a big fuck you to the billboard for even doing that in the first place. Um, it's like, if you wouldn't accept it by itself, why does having Billy Ray Cyrus on it automatically make it okay though? Like that's, that's my only question about it. Like it was cool that Billy Ray decided to do that, but Opie did it, you know, just out of the, out of the kindness of his heart because he actually liked the song, not just cause he was trying to get back at them. Cause apparently when, uh, when he brought out, uh, my achy breaky heart, uh, billboard felt the same about that too they didn't feel like it was a really a country song they took that shit off too so um so i thought that like initially it was an agenda and then on top of that you got molly ray cyrus saying that this is my daddy song on twitter and making everybody upset because uh, it's not your daddy song he hopped on a remix you need to get that right with your wording um little little girl but uh <laughs> it was it was hot before you hopped on it. exactly so like that that's crazy like because he didn't need billy ray cyrus's help i think that's the that's the funniest thing about everything he didn't need his help but having billy ray cyrus on there all of a sudden made it okay to be back on the billboard like how do you feel about the situation whether you like or hate the song what do you what do you feel about billboard taking the song off initially because he said it didn't have enough country elements uh, uh, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be real with you, man. I'm not a fan of country music at all, and I'm not gonna even pretend like I like it. Up, I think I've listened to the song one time total, just to see what all the hype was about, because I feel like I have to. But I didn't I didn't think it was all that. I didn't think it was all that when I listened to it the first time, and then I didn't even listen. I don't even think I listened to the remix with um. With Billy Ray Cyrus, I may have listened to it. I think I listened to it one night. I was at work, but I wasn't really paying attention to it. And he seemed like he added some flavor to it. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, yeah. What what's the dude from uh, what's that group? Um, what the hell is that black dude name from that group? He went solo, and I think he went on a country. He went on like he he ended up in like the country section, the country charts. Hootie and the Blowfish. I, I figured that's what you're uh, saying. Yeah, I was just about yeah, to say that. Yeah, Dar Hootie. Darius Rucker. Uh, and I remember like most people embraced him, but then you had that, you know, you had that 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 select group that didn't want to do it. Come on, man. Let's be let's let's we're gonna keep it a, a hundred headed, because that's what I do. Uh, I'm I'm not speaking for JG when I say this, so you know, get mad at somebody, get mad at me. <laughs> um 
we all know how the good old boys club works you know y'all i mean y'all don't want them y'all don't want the brothers in country music y'all don't want to touch a country music nascar or your women like let's be real that's mm-hmm. just that's just what that's just what this is right now so i mean if that boy want to make country related music i mean it's cool for for some people to do it you know what i mean i mean didn't everlast do that shit didn't everlast uh, make like a song and it, it went in the country song and everlast was a rapper an irish rapper you know what i'm saying i feel like it happens so, a lot but like their yeah. crossover is fine for them but why is it not fine for Lil nas and i don't want to make it a race thing but it just seems too it just comes across as too blatant you know what i mean it's too obvious because mm-hmm. um you know he doesn't fit the criteria like i had never heard of the dude before that song so i'm not gonna act like i know what he was doing before that or if i'm gonna ever listen to his music again because like i said before i am not a fan of country music by any stretch so i i don't know man that 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 shit is just weird to me that the fact that now all of a sudden you open to open to accepting it because billy ray cyrus hopped on the song with him like come on fam like he needed that like he needed that g pass or something like he needed that c pass rather that country pass, pass. Yeah. <laughs> Right, like he needed the C pass, yo. Like, come on, man. Like, let's 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 be real here, yo. That that shit is just not, it's not cool, man. Good music is good music, regardless of who's making it. My thing is, if we can, if y'all can make hip hop, because last I checked, people that listen to country music used to criticize rap music all the time. But then you turn around, they got a, they got their own version of it. They call it hip hop, right? Mm-hmm. So they basically country, country, country artists that that rap. So. And black folks and people in hip hop don't have a problem with it. You just keep it where it is. I don't listen to it personally. I think the shit's garbage for the most part, but that's just me. So I'm not gonna down them for doing it. So it's it's just what it is. Let let them people shine, man. If they out doing what you got going on right now, let him have his moment in the sun and keep it pushing. See if he can follow up with it. That's the real test right there. Because anybody can anybody can get lucky and you know and, and make a hit. Let's see if he can keep that shit pumping. Facts, I agree, and that's definitely what people are waiting on. He's been showing snippets too of like what he's doing next, and it's not country related at all. I, uh, I, I definitely have not heard of him. I'm with you on that. I haven't heard of him um, do anything before Old Town Road. And again, like when I first heard that, it was on Twitter, and people were just like adding that to uh, to like some skits or whatever, just some comedy type stuff. So that's why I thought it was like a meme type of thing. But people really started liking the song a lot, and ended up being on Billboard, which I didn't even know that it charted at the time until I heard that you know it got taken off of the charts. And I was just like, well, that's that's uh, that's kind of messed up. And instantly, <laughs> I, I agree with you. Uh, is what I thought. I was like, well, it's because you're black, right? Like, what what else? What other reason would you have? What other legit reason would you have? Because he wasn't rapping about he wasn't rapping about guns or anything else. He was rapping about like what what typical country artists be rapping about. Like, let's be let's be honest. So it's it, it is what it is on that one. But it's just like y'all gave a terrible ass reason, Billboard. As to why y'all took it off the charts, like if, if a song is hot, a song is hot. So just leave it where it is, like it's and and that's that's just that because you are you are very easy to let other artists cross over, but you don't want to let him cross over for 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 arguably his first his first song, uh, you even though it wasn't technically his first song. Nice. But. You are being too nice, Jay. Am I? We had to, we yes we had to endure Vanilla Ice, <laughs> Kevin Federline. You know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers like that, bro. Like Biscuit. Slim Jesus, Slim Jesus, Limp Biscuit. You know what I'm saying? They want to get the G pass because you know Met the Man did a song with him. We we let all them dudes in. You know what I'm saying? Y'all y'all can let that brother in if he made a song and it's a good song, which 
most country people that like country think it is and what's crazy is a couple dudes that uh i work with i, I asked them i'm like you ever hear that song They're like yeah, yeah i actually like that song man i like that song and i told him about you know i'm trying to take it off the he's like i don't see why it sounds like country to me i'm like exactly thank you that and that, that proved my point it's like it's the good old boys network over there man that, that don't want to see that brother shine yo so i think if we could put up with ice ice baby and you know him him being a poser and shit like that we could deal with that we could put up with that you know what I'm saying some almost 30 years ago mm-hmm. y'all can put up with y'all can put up with that dude you know what I'm saying the fact that he actually made a good song you know even if it is just one one song he doing he just did it to do something and he did it better than most people that's been doing it for years so mm-hmm. whatever man and then I mean if we really want to if we want to keep it super 100 like if we want to go back in time we the ones who really started country music if you want to go I, I all the way back, I man. wasn't. I wasn't gonna say that. You know what I'm saying? I can. I can touch on that rock music too. You know what I mean? So I'm, I wasn't gonna go there. I, I didn't want to make it seem like I didn't want to make it a, a race thing. But they, it, it's coming across like that's what it is. I wasn't trying to do that to prove no point. But you said that I didn't. Yeah. So, so. <laughs> since you said I'll be too nice, <laughs> that's that's yeah, one of the first things that Probably. I thought about. I was like, man, like we started this shit anyway, so we let y'all Sorry, have it, man. But. Shit. Yeah, but motherfucking thanks I get. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, but, come on, nah, that stuff is whack. But uh, but in any case, at least he got redemption. But we are waiting to see what Lil Nas has up his sleeve next. If he's gonna come out with a project next. Um, uh, but like I said, shout out to Billy Ray for at least uh for at least hopping on it. Um, uh, cause I like that's that is a big a big ass nod and a big ass fuck you to Billboard uh, at the same time with uh with that remix. So. Uh, so we'll see what happens. We'll see if he if he ends up on that uh, on that five year plan that Fly talks about. If he gonna be flipping burgers, you ain't gonna hear from him anymore <laughs> in five years. <laughs> if he can't come out with something uh, with something else that people like, but uh, but in the meantime, at least he got a really really big hit with Old Time Road, and now he got the remix too. So that's that's double the money with that one. Uh, but let's move on here. Let's talk about Jay Z and Beyonce, the Carters. Uh, they won the Vanguard Award at the 2019 Glad Gala, uh, so that was a really big accomplishment. Like the Carters are just like it's 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 crazy to like see such a power couple. Like they are really the definition of a power couple in the music industry. Period. Not just rap. Not just R&B. Period. You put them two together, man. They done so many things. Like breaking records left and right giving back to the community jay-z this man has been has been throwing his money everywhere to try to help everybody man like it's it's really really dope to like see them constantly just do good in the world he don't broadcast it on social media either nah he don't like this man barely be on social media at that like what he does it's an event (laughs) when when jay-z is on twitter it's an event and beyonce don't be on there either for real like none of them do uh, but you always hearing about them. People are always talking about them. So, uh, so that was a really, a really big thing for them to, uh, for them to win. Uh, and you want to explain? Was... You want to explain to people that don't know what Glad is? Yes, yes, yes. Gay and Lesbian Association for discussion, uh, discussion and dissemination. But yes, yeah, for LG, LGBTQ <laughs> community. Doctors and dentists. <laughs> that was like, <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> oh man. Yeah, discussion and dissemination. So, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's what it's for. Gay, gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender community, and what's affecting their lives. 
so that's uh so that's what they they ended up getting the award for um and they were both speaking out about the lgbtq community and we're talking about uh talking about something something in their lives and beyonce also bigged up her husband um and and was telling everybody to uh to protect all marginalized persons not just lgbtq people um because again i feel like what a lot of people talk about um talk about these specific communities um they're they're also forgetting about like everybody else which is i mean i i understand like that's that's a whole community and they they've definitely been uh definitely been marginalized and discriminated against for a long time but again you can't you can't forget about everybody i hate, hate being one of those uh one of those all lives matter type of people but that's what beyonce wanted to wanted to make sure that everybody recognized even at the glad awards um and you know they've done a lot of uh philo uh philanthropic uh things so um so that so that was the thing that um that again she wanted to she wanted to mention along with her her husband and everything that they did so uh so again shout out to them man because again like what you what you said like i didn't even know that like they were so they were so involved in the lgbtq community and and that's the thing that again like they don't they don't really talk about a lot like this is the first time that I've that I've really heard about them doing stuff like this. And but again, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised that they've been doing a lot of stuff, um, like I said, in the world. So this is just another another notch of an belt, man, for such such a positive community. Um, so so there you go, man. They, they won some other awards, uh, another prestigious awards for the um, for the LGBTQ community and everything that they do for them. Um, and this was, this was apparently also like the one year anniversary um, of a tribute um, for the song Smile that he did, uh, that JC did about his mom. Um, and that was the first time that I heard as well that, that, that his, mom was a, his mom was a lesbian because I didn't know that at all. Um, but that's, uh, I think that's a, that's a, a huge reason why JC, um, why JC's been doing a lot in that community. So, uh, so there you go. That's, uh, that's sad news. Um, Drake, like a lot of other artists, and we'll we'll talk about another another artist um, as well because that news came about. Uh, Drake has been he's been working closely with a hundred thieves, which is uh, which is Nade Shots esports team, and they're also they be doing a lot with the um, with the the owner of the Cavaliers. But now Drake is also investing into an esports startup, and. Um, and he's investing three million dollars into this Silicon Valley company, which is going to be a betting slash gaming parlor. Um, esports has been really, really making strides, and they've gone as far as like being a legit thing that you can bet on in Vegas, um, and that's and that's going all around now. So, uh, so Drake decided to throw three million dollars into this betting slash gambling parlor because. Um, I got a feeling that this is definitely going to blow up as as video games as a whole blows up and people are really going to start putting like a lot of money into these events like uh, like we just had the uh, the league championship series um, that just happened even though I don't truly follow it like that I don't watch the league like that but 
uh, but I was aware of that going on. Uh, we have fighting game tournaments pretty much every month, so it's a it's a lot of things going on. We got Overwatch tournament, Overwatch League. We got the 2K League that's going on. So it's a lot of things that you that you can bet for if you're into those type of things. Uh, so Drake definitely uh, he definitely saw something in this. So uh, so he invested into a game slash um, slash gambling uh, parlor, and it's called Players Lounge. And uh, how this works is you have the option to create a custom gaming experience or join in one. Um, so you can you can play yourself if you want to. You don't have to bet on something that's going on. So you can either bet on something that's uh, an event that's going on or you can play yourself um, head to head against somebody else. And uh, and it said like this place could have like 500 gamers in the same room or, or lounge like uh, like total. But. Uh, but this is this is really going to become a big thing. So how do you feel about how you feel about these artists um, investing more into into video games and esports? Period. It's cool if you're investing in it. If you're not if you're not a gamer yourself and you just want to you know invest in something and somebody that you you can get behind and you believe in or whatever, and you know and get some coin off of it yourself. I, I have no problem with that. I long as they not just you know just milking the milking the industry you know what i mean just just because they their name you know so yeah I, I i don't have no problem with it this is what it is i mean this i mean is it something something else for i mean whatever's hot because you don't know you don't i mean you don't want your money to dry out so if it's something that you think you can get a return on shit, why not do it mm-hmm and then as long as you're not, oh, you not just long as you not just 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 sucking the industry dry out of it you know just because just because it's hot right now like some of these artists are right now you on twitch never playing no games you ain't playing nothing you ain't doing it you just there just to you know just to be there and you taking away from what somebody else that bust their ass do just because you got a name so i don't have no problem with it true true and then we also had the weekend a couple of days ago um news came that he is also investing into an esports team called splice um i'm aware of them they're not they're not super big but um or at least not in fighting games but because that's how i really uh knew them i knew some people that are on splice um but they're uh they're heavily into overwatch um and and they uh they're the parent company of overwatch's league uh toronto defiant and uh but the, the the parent company overall is uh overactive media so they own splice and in, in that uh overwatch league uh but the weekend is going to be uh, an investor collaborator and global ambassador uh for splice so that's uh that's big and of course that's something that's that's in toronto that's uh that's local for him so I'm assuming that's why he saw that to be uh, something that he wanted to put his stamp on. Uh, but I wonder, like, what the weekend will do. Because um, again, like, I mean, Drake is the same way. Like, I know that I know a lot of people invest, and in, we were talking about like people who do stuff in in silence, even though the news obviously broke out about these artists. But I wonder, like, will Drake in the weekend like have any um, any any bigger presence with their uh, their endeavors? Uh, mainly the weekend because he's it seemed like he's doing a little bit more with splice or overactive media um then drake will be doing with just investing into the gaming part i don't expect him to be doing much with that but i wonder will the weekend like be you know doing events and, and going around and doing anything with uh with splice and overactive media uh but i guess we'll see i guess we'll see with that one because i don't really know like what the weekend does i don't know if he's a gamer either or a huge gamer i should say but 
but that's cool. Like we're we're getting all of these all these athletes and and big artists to uh to sign on because I remember like before all this stuff happened, I mean with Steph Curry, um, he recently invested into TSM and that was that was a really big thing. Uh, but I haven't really seen him like talk about it that much, so he just he just probably invested and just left it at that. So uh, yeah, we'll see if these other artists end up you know just investing and just leaving it at that, or or if they like do a little bit more when it comes to to the actual esports uh, community and, and video games period. Uh, but that's all the music news that we have um, for this episode. Uh, let's go into the album reviews, uh, one that you all have been waiting for. Uh, GI's very own Anonymous came out with There Is No Threat a couple weeks ago. And uh, I'm pretty sure that we had extensive time to listen to this uh, this particular project, which he, he wants to state it's not an album. Uh, I know a lot of people have been saying it, but this is not an album. It's an EP, uh, but it does have 11 songs on it. So, uh, so it has 11 songs. <laughs> uh, it has features from Swerzy, uh, Sylvan LeCue. Uh, aka quest and denzel curry and um a lot of people like we said on the last episode changing the rules yeah he changed, <laughs> he changed the rules of what's a up or whatever um but this is this is apparently denzel curry's album this is the anon's album so maybe that's why he said it's it's, it's not an album because it ain't, it ain't even his according to according to everybody else in in social media um but i would say like my favorite songs on here especially after listening to it um numerous times i would say 818 smoke zion and no threat would be my favorites um sundown when when i first heard that because i already heard the snippets or whatever because he was he was playing it on the little previews that he had up until the release of the uh of the project uh sundown started real slow and then it turned up i was like okay like I was really feeling that. Then feels a good part two came. I was kind of like man on that one because you know me. I'm not really, I'm not really a fan of like the slower type of tracks. But then at 18 hit, I was like, ooh, like this. That was another uh, song they ended up getting previewed before it came out. I was like, yo, like I really, really fuck with 818. Like I just, I just really like the uh, the production on that one. That was more my style. Uh, Primal was was all right. It was it was a different type of feel on that one. And then when Smoke came, we got the we got the feature from from TBH on there talking his shit like always. That was fire. I wasn't expecting that. And then um, Fake Shit, when Fake Shit came on, a lot of people were like, yo, like this, this don't sound like Anod at all. Like he doing something totally different. But I respect that, though. It's not one of my favorite songs uh, by any means, but I respected that he he took a different route on that one. And he did a lot of production on this one, too, his own self. Um, and, and this was something totally different from a lot of people, uh, what a lot of people were expecting from him. And, uh, and I think that that was probably the most unique song on the project, uh, in my opinion. Uh, that one was, was definitely, uh, it had a totally different vibe, um, especially after you heard 818 and, and Primal and Smoke and getting the fake shit. And then Zion uh, was worthy on that one. That song was fire. Uh, Radical Forever, we heard already um saturation saturation was okay to me um it did 25 life and and, and no threat um the very last one with denzel curry that's that was probably a lot of people's favorite obviously they got denzel on it but i feel like they mesh very well and we also heard uh we heard pretty much denzel curry's whole part um before <clears throat> excuse me before the song actually came out, me for the uh, before the project came out, so I already knew what that one was gonna be about. But when you heard the full version, the full master uh, mix and master version, 
I was like, yo, like this, this is it right here. I feel like, I feel like that, that should be the song that, that really makes everybody even want to listen to, to a nine. If you haven't heard them before, because I feel like this should have been, I feel like that song in particular should have happened a long time ago. Um, because I, I really think that their styles mesh so well. Um, and, and I'm, I'm just glad that it happened. I'm really just, I'm really just glad that it happened at, that Denzel um, and and they now finally got on the track together, and I would like to see a lot more. I felt like that was, I feel like that was a a good start to them, like like actually like just being on each other's tracks uh, from now on and, and giving us more of that Florida flavor. But overall, I felt like the album was definitely, well, the project was definitely a a huge step up in terms of production. Even though like he had like downtime on there, um, he had some of the same people that we heard before, and then of course like he put himself on there. I think that Anon has also evolved as far as like a producer as well. Cause like 818 was one of my favorite songs and, and that was one that he had his hands on. And I was like, yo, like I had to listen to that one multiple times. I'm like, really Anon? Like, damn, you did this one? Cause I'm, I was so like, I was so like expecting downtime to like, just, just kill all the songs. And I like all of those. Cause I really like downtown's production. And I feel like, you know, that's, that's really where uh, where Anon gets the majority of his flavor from for me and the majority of his aggression from is from the downtime uh, pr- uh, production. But but for 818, it was something that I was very surprised that, you know, he had his hands on that one and ended up being one of my favorite songs from the uh, from the project period. So I just feel like, again, like this man can't go anywhere but up like he's getting better with every single project that he brings out. And and again, there's not on no bias shit just because he's with G.I. But like we heard this, you know, all at the same time. It wasn't nothing that we heard um, earlier besides, of course, the uh, the no threat track and, and the same preview that you all heard. Uh, we heard that at the same time as well. But like I'm, I'm really just I'm really just proud of him. I'm proud of him for for continuing to grow as an artist. And show that he's super serious about this, and uh, and and I just again I just I just hope that he ends up making making an impact on the on the music world and becoming that superstar. So, uh, would you would you think about uh, there is no threat? This this uh, what he says in EP. What I'm gonna just call it a project because <laughs> it's got 11 joints on it, man. It's hard to call it an EP to me, but um, this project show the uh, the maturation of uh, A9 as an artist and his production skills because I remember when he first started you know what I'm saying trying to make stuff and me used me and him used to have conversations you know what I mean on you know you know about making beats and stuff like that and you know what we do are two completely different things so you know that was it was it was just always an interesting conversations to have with him um, just watching him, like even when he would do live streams and stuff, you know, him making beats and y'all should go and make sure y'all check him out on Twitch when he does because he's always on that making music. So um, just watching, just listening to it, you know, from the first stuff I heard from him, you know, up until Vice to Urameshi to now, you know, it's like, you know, it's, 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 it's amazing to hear because you, you hear him you know, you hear him growing as an artist, you know, each project and this right here, um, you know, there's no different. My favorite, my favorite tracks on that, my favorite songs on that would probably be uh, Primal, Smoke, um, and No Threat. Sundown was cool too. I mean, it was short, but it was still, you know, it was still, still tight. But um, I liked a lot of stuff. I like, I like pretty much 
everything on it. Like just those are just the ones I like more than the others. But it's it's definitely uh definitely worth worth a listen if you haven't listened to it already. And why wouldn't you have? But I think that that whole Denzel Curry stuff, hopefully like Jay said, that is an avenue, you know, for for, for others to, to come through and check him out if you've never heard of him or if you have and just been on the fence. I mean, he, he showed, he displayed rhyming with that dude that he can, you know, he can do his thing. I mean, that fake, the fake shit song, that's a song that if it had a different name could be on the radio. You know what I'm saying? It would have to be edited to be damned, but, you know, that was a different lane that he took that a lot of people weren't expecting from, myself included. You know, he showed, he showed a different, he showed he had a different range. So, that's why I said this is a maturation of him as an artist just by listening to this project. And I'm proud of him like a motherfucker, man. I feel like a proud big brother, yo, for real. You know what I'm saying? When I heard it, I'm like, this is what I'm talking about. Every time I hear something from him new, that's what I say. But like this whole project in itself is like, yo, y'all better, y'all better quit sleeping on this dude. Facts. So, Facts. Then, um, giving it a score out of five. I'm gonna give it a four. Okay. Okay, yeah, I, I mean, I would have to I'd have to agree on that one. I was I was between the three point five and the four. Um, I like like hands down seven out of eleven songs. Um, so I I think that that was that was really good for me to just like listen to it multiple times uh, straight through. Not really hate um, the songs that I that I didn't really mess with, but um, again, just expecting like the next song to come on. Like yeah, I fuck with that. I fuck with that. I fuck with that. This song is all right. I fuck with that one. I fuck with that one. I fuck with that one. Uh, overall, it's just it was it was such a good a good project. And again, just seeing the progression uh, from A Nine over the years uh, for putting out like five track EPs, which is all bangers, to uh, to again just showing that he has a different type of a uh, different type of style, different type of range uh, with songs like Fake Shit. I thought that that was great. So I'll I'll give uh I'll give a nine for there's no threat at four as well. Um, would you say that this is your favorite project so far? By Anon? That's hard, man. That's hard to say. Uh, like I, I know, really man. like Vice City. I, even I, I think I'm about like to say I, I would have to say Vice is still my favorite. I, I gotta say fight Vice is still my favorite. Okay. Yeah. It's like an overall project because. Before, right before Vice, before Vice came out, was when I like really, me and A9 really got cool. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when he told me like, "Yo, I'm working on this. I'm, I'm working on some stuff. I'm working." I'm like, "Okay, well, when you do it, and like, I think I was probably one of the first people to hear the actual title track Vice, because I remember when it came out before I had it like before he even dropped it, and I, I had it as my alarm to wake up in the morning to go to work. <laughs> so, for the longest time, but. Yeah, I, I'm probably gonna still say Vice just because I, I've listened to it so much. But who knows? It, it might overtake it later. But right now, I'm I'm still rolling with Vice. Okay, okay. Yeah, I definitely like Vice City a lot as well. Cause I remember, remember my girl. She was like, you like, man, like this, like a Lupe Fiasco type of vibe. Like she actually like legit liked that album. And uh, and when it came out, um, I remember when I did GR Radio for it. Like it was, it was definitely good. It was, it was a good feeling. Um, but again, this, your Meshi was high too. Yeah, your Meshi was definitely high. Just to have all bangers on there, I fuck with all those tracks. All those tracks on there were definitely dope. Um, but yeah, I would have to agree for now. I, I still like Vice a little bit more, but but there is no threat. It's definitely like I, I feel like this is this is the one. 
I'm really hoping that this is the one for him to uh to make that make that propel him to superstar them. So again, like man, man has been putting in work. I did Zell Curry on track. I said on the queue. Um, so like he got some got some really good features on here, and and again like the production was was top notch. So everything about this about this album was good, man. Everything about this album was good. So yeah, shout out to uh, shout out to A9 for putting out another good project, and and we'll just be looking forward to see what you got next. All right, so that was that was the album review. Uh, we both give A9 there is no threat a four out of five people, four out of five. Uh, so let's go ahead and move on to the song of the week. Um, for my choice, uh, I went back to 2006. Uh, I was listening to some to some Ti, and I was like, "Yo, like I was really listening to a lot of Ti back then." I remember just like being on the buses and stuff before I had me my little whip, and and I was like, "Yo, like what what songs?" What earlier songs from T.I. did I, like, really mess with? And and I remember when Front Back came out. I remember when that uh, when that video came out. And you just you just heard that that UGK. And it was like, yo, like, that's that's some classic stuff to be uh to be remixing and, and putting on the track. And I thought that that I thought that that track was super dope. I really liked the production on that one. Uh, and and that's that's just a song that I wanted to highlight um, on this particular episode. Uh, Ti from back uh, featuring UGK, uh, and that was that was in 06. Uh, that came from that uh, from that King album uh, in 06. So there you go, people. Ti from back King 06. Uh, Flock, what you got for us this week? Ah, uh, yes. I'm going to go with Sean Price. The name of the song is called Solomon Grundy. Yeah, it's called Solomon Grundy off his Mike Tyson album in 2012. First and foremost, R.I.P. to the God. You know what I'm saying? Sean P. You know what I mean? One of the illest that ever did it. I must warn you, though. You listen to this song. You can't listen to it like you listen to everything else. I mean, you might break your neck listening to this now. And if you like love lyrics... Beats and lyrics combined together, you gonna love this joint right here. It's hot, hot. 2012, Solomon Grundy, Sean Price off his Mike Tyson album. Mike Tyson, okay. M I C. Yeah, M I C. Yeah, Mike Tyson, right? Okay, okay. So there you go, Flock Choice, Sean, uh, Sean Price, Solomon Grundy, 2012, Mike Tyson, and my choice T I from back uh, from the King album 06. All right, let's get to the uh, the topic of the week here. So I wanted to ask you, what things do you feel are needed to make your next project better than your last? Mm. What elements would you feel that you need? It's only one element. You have to treat every project like it's you know like it's your first one. Mm. I mean, treat them all like your first one because a lot of people don't know this. Like that's why a lot of people say everyone's first album is their best album because you spend your entire life, you know, creating that album. And so you have to go into it with that same hunger. You have to treat treat it like it's your like it's your first day on the job, so to speak. You know what I mean? So that's if everybody going to it with that same hunger. You know, a lot of people say they had that sophomore jinx. I mean, how many like you think about it, how many people's second album was as good as their first? There not a lot. There have been some like like when I just off top me thinking about it, maybe what I know Biggie 
ready to, I mean, ready to die was a classic album, but life after death is, was much better. You know what I mean? It was much better. But then on the flip side, you take an Illmatic from Nas and, um, you know, um, and what the hell was the second album? Uh, affirmative action. Da, 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 da. God damn, man. I just drew a blank. But, uh, Nas, the second album was not, was not, um, nearly as, as great as the other one. I mean, I mean, it's not was not as great. It was written. That's the one I'm thinking about. It was written, was not as great as uh, Illmatic. So, you know, some cases are different, you know. But just like you take Reasonable Doubt from Jay Z, you know, what I mean, his second album wasn't, you know, wasn't wasn't hitting as hard as Reasonable Doubt was. So, if you put every every ounce of energy in in your, you know, your next projects as you did your first, then you should be fine. But like I said before, it's, it's hard to do that because your first album is your baby. Your first album is like your your whole life leading up into that album. And then everything you put out after that is from the day after you put that album out to forward. So that's, that's just how I feel about it. I feel like it's, it's hard to do. Not many people can attain that goal, but I, I just think you need to put maximum effort into it, especially if that first album was a hit. If your first album was a dud, and we've had that case happen too. But some people was like, take a Mob Deep. A lot of people think that the infamous was Mob Deep's first album, and it wasn't. Their first album was called Juvenile Hell. And that shit bricked. You know what I mean? That bricked. But the infamous was a classic album. Still one of my top five favorite albums of all time. Um, and that shit hit. Because they just they just went back to the drawing board and 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 made a banger. That still that that album has aged well to this day, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I I just say it all, it's it's just a case. You gotta take that by a case by case basis. I think some artists are built for it, others don't. Some people get lax and they get they get complacent when they make a hot album. Their first album is hot, and uh, then they don't. I mean, then they don't they don't produce after that. What was uh Nelly's uh, first album was Country Grammar, right? Right. Then he made his second one was was Nellyville, correct? Correct. Nellyville outdid outdid um, Country Grammar, right? You would say that, right? Not in my opinion. I mean, in as, your, as, I'm, far I'm, as, as far as overall sales, sales, I think it did. Yeah, record sales Nelly, Nellyville killed everybody that year, I believe. But um, but f- from an overall like standpoint, like listening to the actual album, I would prefer to listen to Country Grammar. Nellyville has some songs on it, but Country. I mean, but uh, Nellyville has some songs on, but Country Grammar was a better album. So, I mean, like I said, you have to take it. Which, what do you consider, you know, a, you know, a great album? You consider the one that sold the most, or do you consider the one that had the better, the better songs on it? So that's why I'm saying you never know what what the people are, will consider. Like the people themselves would consider a success. You know, what I mean, I would personally consider, you know, critically acclaimed, you know, uh, a hood classic people that actually support it and love the music that could recite my my songs word for word over just some shit that just went pop and it sold off of two songs. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Dilemma and uh, what was the other song? Uh, Hot in Here. You know what I mean? So that's, that's just how I that's how I take it. But, you know, everybody looks at it differently. So you, you, know, you just got to take it on a case by case basis. True. That's a very good answer. That's definitely a very good answer that you gave. Um, I'll expand on it as far as like uh, technical wise, um, because I know a lot of people's first album. You know, you don't have that much money. You don't have the you don't have the right equipment, studio time, and stuff. So as far as like uh, being technical, 
uh, definitely engineering, mixing and mastering. Um, those would be something that, uh, that I feel like you can expand upon, but sometimes, sometimes the gritty stuff, sometimes the, the raw stuff gives you the more, uh, gives you more flavor, uh, gives you more passion with your first, uh, with your first albums or mixtapes projects, period. Um, cause again, a lot of people don't have, you know, the, the right equipment, you don't have the, the right soundproofing and all that stuff. Um, so I would say definitely mixing, mastering, um, engineering, uh, those are those are things you can work on to make make your uh, next project better than your last um, production as well. Because I feel like if you if you get like a really good album, or even if you don't, but you end up you know finding finding those people that may want to work with you, um, and you can expand your production. Um, that that will be good because sometimes you can get better production on your next projects. Um, and expanding your range, I, I think that I think that well sometimes because again it is definitely a case by case basis as far as like what people like versus what people don't like um, that you that you do um, from your first project to your next one. But uh, but I would think that like trying something a little bit out of the ordinary for at least one or two songs, um, you might get you might get a new audience. You might get you know some of those people that weren't really feeling like some of the songs you brought up before, but you do a different type of song that people don't expect you to do. You know you may get another another uh audience that you might have never gotten if you didn't take that chance and do something different uh with with you know one or two songs it ain't got to be like a whole project some people you know they do go above and beyond and they're like well i want to try something totally different and then they end up just you know having a dud um we've definitely seen that before um i, I would give like a recent example with kid cuddy um when he was trying that uh just that that straight rock shit like nobody was messing with that you one. mentioned snoop snoop lion yeah earlier. snoop lion yeah doing That's that stuff y'all seen bay like just, just some of the stuff like when you try to do a whole project you know it's totally different that that stuff don't be working like it's it's cool to experiment but i wouldn't say like for the majority of people you know doing that stuff like that works uh but you can try like i understand like people get bored and you want to try different things there's nothing wrong with that you know you have free reign you are an artist um so you can do that type we, of stuff so people can still, afford to do that stuff but you still gotta take into consideration some artists don't can just do whatever they want and mm -hmm. they they've already done all that you can pretty much expect from them and they they can they can go that different route and just make an album just for the sake of making an album take like an ll cool j who's been who's been in the game for 30 plus years you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. he's been in the game for like 30 years he don't need to make a chart top of album he just want to make some stuff just to make it he don't care about record sales he don't care about all this like his true like core fan base are gonna check for it and get it anyway mm -hmm. like i take taking taking uh consideration like a 50 cent when i brought up you know your first album like his albums never his albums never got nearly as close to what get rich or die trying did never never got so that album with diamond correct i believe it did or at least really yeah. close to it if it didn't i think that album with diamond that album was the shit but you know everything even the massacre was a dope album too but everything after that it started going downhill you know what i mean it just wasn't the same because it was like you know people made them jokes and i remember jadakiss did it in the disc but it was 100 accurate he like you ain't get shot this you ain't get shot you know what i'm saying no more so what's your next album about you know what i mean so it's like you spent most of your album talking about how you got shot and people trying to kill you and stuff like that what you gonna talk about now when you don't have the subject matter to talk about then you know you gotta you gotta resort to some some funny tactics to you know to get people to check for you which in some cases with him it was what beef with other people so they wanted to tune in to see who he was gonna go after and stuff like that so you know I don't consider that successful. I just consider that a, I just consider that you know a ploy to you know 
to get people to listen to you. So, you know, it's it's crazy. I mean, a lot of lot of a lot of artists. I mean, Mace is one of them. You know, they they like Harlem World. Harlem World was a shit. Then after that, it just it was nothing from them. You know, what I mean? so it's, it, it's it's just it's weird, but at the same time, it's to be expected. You know, you have the artist that's been out for a long time that could just put shit out just to put something out that don't really care. But then you had the ones that, that that really rely on you know record sales to, to feed their families and shit like that. Them the ones, those are the ones that you 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 see them trying, but they just don't have it. You know what I'm saying? They just don't have that. You know, they just don't have that 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 edge to them like they did on their first project. Right, right. I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, I'll also add one more thing, which you know could could or could not you know make a break, um, whatever album, but. Uh, but as you expand, obviously, like there are not only producers, but also um, other artists, other fellow artists. Sometimes, like getting those features, you know, like we mentioned with A Nine. Sometimes getting those features, you know, would would end up making your project, as far as like everybody else is concerned, um, overall better. Sometimes you'll just get that one really really good feature where y'all just feed off each other, and that just ends up being a super duper dope track. And, you know, that ends up making, like, your whole album um, overall better to critics. But, again, like, it's all opinion. It's, it's all opinion at the end of the day. But um, but some of the things, like uh, like I mentioned, then your your answer, I really, really like your answer, um, which is keeping that hunger and making making whatever next project, you know, like it's your first. I think that that's, that's a thing that a lot of a lot of artists, I feel, don't don't do. And that's why their second project not uh, doesn't end up being as, as good because they don't treat it like it's their first. And that's I mean that's a really good thing when you mentioned um when you mentioned people's experiences. Uh, you got everything coming up into your life um, when you get to your first one, and then you know at the second that's you know from that album on. So you really kind of run out of things to talk about unless like you're just you know constantly in some shit. Like you can obviously talk about that stuff, but um but that's also you know we get the whole subject of uh you know what jc said you like say like my own shit buy my old album like he not like that no more like like he still you know you still rap about you know selling bricks every now and then but you know jay-z is far past that like that's just that's not his life anymore and that's why on his last album 444 he was talking about you know uh buying paintings and selling them to his uh to his uh, kids, you know, to get that money, like he's investing in a lot of stuff. That's that's just different subject matter now. So he just he can't rap about that same stuff. But but again, Jay Z, like he's just another example. He's been in the game for so damn long. Like he has <laughs> he has so many avenues to him, and yeah. he can just put out stuff whenever he feels like it now. But see, he got options too. Like he could rap about that stuff, and it would be just as credible as when he did back in '96, because we know that's that's his, that was his background. Look at the artists now today that. That rap about all that shit they ain't really doing. I mean, think about your boy Snitch Nine. You know what I mean? <laughs> see what you see what that got him. You know what I mean? Little Daniel, you know about to sing and get out the cage, and, and he gotta he gotta basically be in hiding for the rest of his life. So, yeah, man, that's 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 crazy. There's a lot of these dudes out here that be rapping about it, don't live it. You know what I mean? Eventually, it catches up to you. But you know, it, that's just me, man. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so there you go. That was a it was a good question I wanted to bring up, and uh, and I really like that uh, that uh, subject on that one. So uh, finally, before we end in line sounds episode twenty one, uh, we are going to the album suggestion section. Uh, so, Flock, what you got for us this week? <laughs> oh man, uh, you know what? I'm a Go with hmm. 
Fuck that man. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Amine. One point five. Amine. One point five. No, I'm here. I'm here. One point five by Amine. That was in my top ten of uh, 2018. Very very good album. I go back and I be like, when the song comes up on my shuffle, I'll be like, yo, like, like that was just so good. That was definitely mm-hmm. so good. So there you go. I mean, even though we reviewed it already and stuff, like if you haven't listened to it, if you ain't listened to us um, about giving that one a listen, uh, definitely listen to that. I mean, because that 1.5 was super dope. Yeah. Really, I want to really do some more, some more present day because I know I always go back like early 2000s or in the 90s and stuff like that. So I was like, I'm going to do something. Right, right. Plus, that's an album that I, plus that's an album like anything like I thoroughly, I'd be wanting y'all to check out, man. You know, y'all y'all like it, man. If you if you like that good shit, you'll love. Mm-hmm. Facts, facts, big facts. All right. With that being said, man, this is uh, that's all I got for uh, Light Sounds episode twenty one. Uh, was there anything that you would like to add before we sign out? All right, man. Same as usual, y'all. You know, like what you like. Don't let other people' opinion be be your own. Uh, you know, check out the music that you're interested in. Don't be afraid to try new new things, all that good old stuff, man. Credibility is key when you listen to people. If they ain't what living the shit that they rhyming or singing about, it's kind of hard to get behind them. It's my personal opinion, but you know, shit's entertaining. It's entertaining, but you know how it go. Be you. Much love, respect. Check out everybody in GI, all that good shit, man. We out, man. We've been we've been recording for too long. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, my final words: Listen to Nipsey Hustle. Uh, you ain't gotta you ain't gotta go buy stuff uh, you can definitely listen to it on uh, whatever platform whatever streaming platform that you want because he's still getting all of the money for all of that so and just uh just keep his name alive uh, i'm gonna go buy some uh some marathon clothing definitely because uh, i actually took the time to look on there i was like yo like this stuff is this stuff is dope like i actually like some of the designs and stuff so i'm gonna support the man even after he passed um, and just just keep that name alive, man. We lost a good one, but we gonna we gonna keep it moving. We gonna keep it moving. Uh, shout out to everybody that continues to listen to us. Make sure you listen to all of the GI podcasts that we have. Uh, I even made a command with every single one of the podcasts that GI currently has on my Twitch. Uh, so definitely make sure that you check out everybody. Show us all some love uh, so we can continue to grow. T-